Welcome to Dr. Jeffrey Ross, Looking Good and Feeling Great podcast, live from Las Vegas, with his co-host, Daryl Craig Harris. Hi folks, this is Dr. Jeffrey Roth, your board-certified plastic surgeon here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we are back at it for another episode. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day. It's getting a little cooler in Las Vegas. Just, just a touch. Yes. So, as, as, I guess fall is, is kind of going to make its way here in a few weeks. Yeah, we, we get it, uh, yeah, we get about two weeks of really nice weather. Exactly. Uh, and it gets kind of windy and all that kind of stuff. And by cooling off, we're no longer in the triple digits. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, we're in the 90s, so that's... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, which is, which is funny because like, it'll dip into the seventies and people are like looking for sweaters at this point. It's, it's, it's preposterous. Yeah, but, I know. It's, uh, and then in the winter time, of course, you know, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll pop back up again. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun town. It's crazy town as we know. And, uh, we have, you know, an interesting population here because of course now we're, I think we're almost at 3 million people. It's yeah. Crazy. So three million statewide. Yeah. About 3.5 million people. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's grown so fast. And of course we have the typical, uh, well, we have the normal population and we also have the cocktail waitresses, the dancers, all the singers, all the performers that we know. What are some of the questions that you normally get from not only from those people, but just in general, what are some of the questions about plastic surgery that are maybe are the most common? Sure. So a lot of them, uh, we get questions all the time. We love questions, uh, as a matter of fact, and, and you can get to us via, uh, our web presence, uh, via, our social media presence where, uh, via our um, uh, the phone. You can go ahead and pick up the phone and right. actually get a human being, and we will answer <laughs> questions, which is, like, kind of amazing. Right. Uh, and then sometimes, like, you know what? You really need to come in because that's really a question that, uh, you know, I, I got to take a look and see. Right. Uh, so the answer is, is, is common questions are basically a downtime. Um, and what does this really kind of entail? Um, depending on whatever it may be is, like, okay, how long am I going to be out of work? Uh, when can I go back to lifting weights? When can I go ahead and jog again? Mm-hmm. Uh, when can I pick up my two-year-old, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of that is kind of the time management issues of, okay, I want this, I want to do surgery. Oh, how much work can I really take off? Right. Uh, which is, you know, and then so people have to set up their lives, you know, okay, I have X amount of PTO and uh, I can string that together and then et cetera, et cetera. Um, some folks will say, well, geez, you know, now I have to get you know, mother or mother-in-law to come in and uh, help out with the kids kids and, 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 you know, do the dinners and all that kind of good stuff. Those issues are real issues. And so, and I I love when people actually think ahead Mm -hmm. as to, Hey, how do I put my ducks in a row so that I can actually get the best result? Uh, As opposed to some folks like, Oh, this is kind of drive through surgery, right? I'll, you know, do surgery on Friday and then I'll be good to go on Monday. And the (laughs) answer was, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, now, some stuff, yes. I mean, uh, basically, you know, if you're fixing an ear or something along those lines uh, um, from earlobes, that's fine. Uh, otoplasty ear pinning is a real surgery, and you gotta get, you got to go ahead and take care of that as well. Mm-hmm. So, again, it kind of depends on the extent of the operation, right. uh, contact of the operation. But most of the time, it's wrapped around, okay, so, so what does this mean to me when I actually get home? Am I going to be in pain? We talk about pain management. We talk about, and do, do I need somebody to help me? Well, yeah. Do I need anything special as far as a special bed or this or that typically not but sometimes again it just really sort of depends upon the um, patient and what's going on with their life right some folks like oh geez my dad uh, who i live with he's 90 years old you know can he help me do i need somebody to help him while so so there's there's all of that thing so that's that's a very thankfully a good common question um, that we get and there's there's other ones that are specific to those things 
and, and we take care of a lot. It's Las Vegas, as, as you mentioned, and you're familiar with the Cirque uh, um, organization. Right. Uh, and so we've, uh, during the pandemic, we took care of a lot of those folks. Uh, the acrobats, uh, which who are some of the most amazing athletes I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. They're doing wait, what, six shows a week. Uh, so I don't well, know. Actually, yeah, in Las Vegas, they do 10. Preposterous. It's a grueling schedule. And so, and they're ripped and they're in great shape. But yeah, what's their recovery time? When can they recover? So oftentimes, a few of a bunch of them, because this is the only time that they're ever going to have to actually take two weeks off exactly, uh, exactly, and, and yeah. actually recover from something. Right. Uh, and then we say, okay, well, when can I start doing literally, Hey doc, when can I start doing back handsprings? Um, <laughs> well, okay. Not next week. Okay. You know, okay. When well, now I can do some push ups and now what? So yeah, so you, you got to Athletes are kind of a sort of a special breed anyways. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you know, we take care of a lot of athletes in the, uh, in the office, uh, a lot of boxers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And Manny Pacquiao's plastic surgeon. And then a lot of other champions or folks you've heard of. Right. Um, and we've had three of our patients be on the cover of sports illustrated. Oh, wow. So, awesome. so the athletes, they always want to go back early, right? Cause that's their life. That's where their headspace is. Uh, but you have to really sit on them for a good six weeks. Uh, otherwise they always re-engine themselves. And we watch ESPN all the time and it's always the same sort of thing with athletes. Oh, he got a little sprain and it went back early and now he's out for the season. Right. So with surgery, we really have to say, look, really, really, you have to have a good solid construct first mm. before um, you can go back and start doing literally back handsprings or getting shot out of a cannon or whatever. Yeah. The, the yeah, so you mentioned athletes, especially boxers, because you, know, you have a connection with top rank boxing. How is that with boxers? Because obviously they get hit in the face. Yeah. Is it something, is a situation where they tend to like, they're going to get face stuff done after they stop boxing? Or is yeah. it something they do, is it F- worth doing? Fighters want to fight. As you're coming up the ranks, and if you're, you know, ten and two, I wouldn't get my my rhinoplasty done. Quite you might want to wait. Yeah, <laughs> you might you might want to wait <laughs> on that. Having said that, is is yeah, a couple things with the fighters. Fighters want to fight. They want to go ahead, get repaired, get back in training, get sparring, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Okay. So, and typically, most of the injuries I see uh, are around the orbital rim, which is basically around your eye. It's the bony part around your eye because you get hit with a glove. Uh, there's bone underneath. There's soft spark parts that get squished and that's the stuff that gets cut. Right. Uh, and so that's the stuff that gets sewn up. So, and you sew it up in layers and you do the best you can so that if it gets hit again and it'll get hit again, that it's less likely to go ahead and open up, et cetera. Now at the end of the careers, yes, some guys will come back and go, okay, I'm done fighting. Let's go ahead and kind of clean up some of the scar tissue, et sure. cetera, et cetera. That's fine. That's like completely uh, legit as far as that goes. They're more utilitarian, I guess, during their run, their ascendancy to championships and then defending championships, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because they want a solid construct, but less inclined to necessarily be pretty. Yeah, right. Um, the aesthetic. The aesthetic, yeah. yet. And okay. they have issues probably with, I would guess, with breathing too, right? Because of the nose is tough. Well, yeah. I, the, yeah. It depends if you really squash a nose and it's really fractured, then you got to go ahead and kind of right. bring that out. You got to deal with hand fractures. You got to deal with, you know, shoulders mm-hmm. and these. So all the orthopedic stuff uh, as sure. as well. But from a facial standpoint or aesthetic standpoint, yeah, one is to have a good solid construct because right now their face is utilitarian, able to take punishment and keep going. Um, as opposed <laughs> and I've to, seen some pretty rough ones. Right, as, as, as opposed to, because again, if you have a cut above your eye and you're bleeding into the eye, you can't see your defenseless, they have to stop the fight because mm-hmm. you can't see. If it's typically underneath the eye, it may look terrible and there's bleeding all over the place. But if the fighter can see, right. then they They'll typically will let, uh, will let it go. 
So the athletic commission and the ringside doctors really have done a pretty good job of protecting the fighter and protecting mm-hmm. the fighter from themselves. Because these guys, they want to keep going. They're yeah. warriors, man. Yeah. These these guys will. You got to drag some of these guys out of the uh, out of the ring. Right. And, and some of the guys, especially the Mexican fighters, yeah, they don't care if they die in the ring. We yeah, talked about that before too, but yeah, uh, South American, Russian, because a lot of times you know they're not just from a, a financial aspect in fighting. They're supporting their whole families, have their whole country on their back, exactly. especially right. if they're at yeah. that level. Yeah, you got dozens or hundreds of guys waving your country's flag, and the uh, in in. You don't want to disappoint them. No chance, right? right? Yeah. And you're going to go back to the country. And so <laughs> so that's their time to really, really make their name for themselves and, and mm-hmm. give their best effort. And so and see these guys are literally warriors. They're out there half naked swinging at another guy. Yeah. It's amazing um, what those guys put themselves through. Yeah. Well, I'm a photographer too, so I recently shot some of the top-ranked fights. And it's interesting because I grew up watching Ali and all those guys, all the sure. George Foremans and, sure. and all that. It's a brutal sport, but it's also a fascinating sport. Yeah, at the same time, right? It's it's. And I know you you actually attend a lot of the, the boxing. I do. Matches. I go I go to a lot of fights uh, here in Las Vegas. I'm privileged to do that. And at the end, uh, again, the athletic commission doctor goes first. He uh, is the boss. And if uh, they're going to the CT scan or going to the hospital, then uh, you're out. Uh, and then, but if they're not and they have a cut, then yes, sometimes I can step in and kind of sew that up. The last Fury Wilder uh, fight, Wilder had. Um, a cut in his ear, the concha of his ear. Now he's going to Google concha, uh, which is <laughs> right, which is in, in your ear. Um, and uh, it was bleeding. And uh, so we, we threw stitches in there. We got it to stop, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a, an odd laceration. But like it says, is, is I'm happy to be able to uh, help. It's a right. fascinating sport. It's a spectacle. It's the best people watching ever. People watching is almost as good as oh, it's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. I mean, gals come in in white fur and sit ringside. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. That's yeah, not, not going to work. So, yeah, that's no bueno. Yeah, uh, now, now you've been having like Gene Simmons, all these so, different celebrities. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. And, and, and the other athletes love it. And so if you have a big fight in Vegas and you watch ESPN afterwards, Twitter, you know, who's watching the fight? LeBron, you know, oh, he got robbed or right, you know, the right. other fighters. Stuff. So everybody... It's very much, um, especially among athletes, a, a thing to watch. Yeah. And there's some exciting uh, boxing uh, going uh, going on now. You have, you know, Tyson Fury. You have Denton Wilder. You have Joshua. You have Shakur Stevenson. You have Bud Crawford. Uh, you have you have a lot of Lomachenko. Uh, you have lots of guys uh, that. Um, Michaela, female uh, boxer. She's very yeah, exciting. she's tough. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so you have a lot of uh, energy, a lot of good stuff uh, going on, mm. and. Uh, so, so for me, growing up here, of course, the fights were at Caesar's Palace. They were outside. Right. I would never in a million years be able to afford a ticket. Okay? Right, sure. And I tried to sneak in multiple times, and the Caesar's security thwarted my efforts. Say, <laughs> uh, doctor. Well, kudos, you probably were a doctor. Kudos, then, but. Yeah, no, it was far from that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, kudos to those guys. But, uh, but that was also the time that they had Formula One. Racing in the uh, uh, in the parking lot, which is now where the big shopping mall is. Yeah. The form and you had evil, evil jumping the fountain. Evil so. jumping the fountain. You know, it's just, yeah, crazy. Well, that's the yeah. one thing about Vegas. If you can dream it, you can do it. And people right. like mouth those words. But here, honestly, we're like, oh, yeah, okay, we want to have a, a, a skating rink in the middle of the desert. You know, it's 120 degrees. Yeah, we'll do it at night. Yeah, yeah we'll put a tent over it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? We want Formula One dra- uh, dra- uh, racing. Oh, okay. Hey, close the strip main road in town because we're going to have the NASCAR co- guys come every year and do burnouts uh, in the middle <laughs> of the, uh, of the intersection. Okay, sure. Pull a permit, you yeah. know, let's do it. And, and uh, like nowhere else, 
can you really go ahead and pull that? So when, when you're watching a fight or kind of an athletic event in general, are you looking at it as a doctor, as a surgeon, or you, do you know what I mean? It depends. Yeah, you can kind of <laughs> like separate oh my god, your, like you see the guy get hit in the nose, you go oh my god. You can se- well, yeah, you can separate your <laughs> separate yourself. You always want to have a good uh, a good fight, a good contest. You don't want really anybody to get hurt. Sure, you know what I mean. Right. So that's. A, and as the medical thing, well, how can you do your medical guy? Mm-hmm. So you don't really want anybody to hurt. And, and if you talk to the neurologist, yeah, they won't even talk to you about fights. Okay? I know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But having said that uh, is, is, yeah, you want to have a good contest, a good fight. And, and if you stick around boxing or contact sports long enough, MMA, of course, too, is, is you pick out, oh, that's the defense that he's working on. Oh, that's why he's moving his head that way. Yeah. So you see some There's of the a artist, lot of strategy. artistry. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, strategy, artistry uh, of that. It's like, you know. Of Michael jo- uh, Jordan or Magic Johnson with the basketball, just the creativity of, oh my God, I can't believe he threw that ball through that hole. You know, yeah. whatever that I would never think of a bounce pass, and Magic Johnson would do it like eyes behind his head. So it's it's that kind of creativity, but you actually can see that in bo- in boxing. It's not just two guys who are just like doing windmills, just beating each other. Right, right. No, yeah. uh, now sometimes you get those fights. You know, Ward Gotti too, or. Um, or the Tyson, Tyson, some of the other. Well, Tyson was just yeah, it was was something else. Go go ahead and, and kill you within like a minute. There was a couple, uh, there was one in Carson, California, and uh, it was Rios Alvarez, uh, that, that these two guys, like, didn't block a punch. They, was, they, they just stood there and beat They the stood there, and uh, one guy hit one guy for 90 seconds, and the other guy hit the other guy for 90 seconds, and you know, whoever, like, was standing was, yeah, what, it was, hey, they could have had it in a, in a, uh, in a phone booth. It's, that's one type of fight. And then there's the other um, fights, which technically are, are spectacular, but seem to be kind of less action in them. Right. Yeah. So like a Floyd Mayweather fight, he is the master of defense and the master of not getting hit and the master of counterpunching. But if you're there looking for Ward Gotti too, you're not going to get that. You know? Right. So, yeah. so it depends yeah, different, on very different styles and styles make fights and et cetera. They say that in the boxing world all the time. And so it's up to the promoters to go ahead and try to get the two fighters that will complement each other for the show. To, to your point is, again, you never want to see anybody injured, right? So uh, whether it's any sport, you know, you hate to see a guy getting carried off a field or anything else like yeah, that. Absolutely. But in boxing, yes, they know they're going to get hit. They know they're probably going to be cut at some point in the ball ballgame. Uh, and so they, many of them look towards... Uh, us to go ahead and put it together as best we can, kind of, kind of repair the damage. <laughs> and so that going yeah. forward, when they're done, when they're done, and they all, you know, unless you're Bernard Hopkins, fighting until he's fifty, uh, when they're done, that yes, it's a good solid construct, and you can kind of have something to work with. Going back to plastic surgery, what are some of the, I guess, most outlandish or more outlandish requests that you've gotten over the years? Oh, good I'm Lord. sure. I'm living it. Well, not only living in Vegas, but just being a plastic surgeon in general probably lends itself to some, yeah, some crazy some, requests. Some crazy requests. Because yeah, people, people have time to think about what they want. Or right. They're just like, good Lord. Yeah. Um, oh, I, did, I just got that settlement money, so now I can go get what yeah, I- Yeah, here we, here we go. Yeah, there's there's that. The rather p- pedestrian uh, revenge boobs, you know, after a divorce, that kind of thing. <laughs> revenge boobs. So, right. Well, that's what they call them. But, you know, but, but beyond that, I mean, and it's easy to go ahead and pigeonhole that. But the same token is I go in and I talk to them, well, kind of how, why, why are you getting these? Like, oh, you know, it's time for a new chapter in my life and I want to go ahead and look confident. If you really start taking away some of the veneers, you can get to, hey, what's the real reason why the motivation? Right. And then yeah. I think you can actually really kind of apply your craft, if you want to call it, yeah. uh, to go to go ahead and do that. Oh, we've we've had besides the hey, can you go any bigger with the aug, you know, thing, and yeah. we have a conversation with that. Is is um, especially some of the strippers and porn stars, and, and and thankfully I don't have a lot of those. I mean, love those folks; they're great. Mm-hmm. They're very interesting to talk to. 
I don't have a lot of those in my in my practice. Um, and then I do a lot of revisional surgery, so sometimes they'll come in mm-hmm. um, after the you know the career's done, et cetera, et cetera. So, but yeah, is you have that conversation of of hey, if we go really big, at some point you're going to pay the piper, and we're going to have to do some sort of lift, right? right? Yeah. And are oh, they um, going to have back issues? Or right. Have- so all of that. So we we talk about all that, and so oftentimes they're that demographic. It's like, no, I plan to do it from this year to this year, and I'm going to be done here, and bup, 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 bup. and it's very um, planned out. Very planned out. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, okay, well, then I get it. Okay, and yeah. let's go ahead and do that. Some of the stuff, um, I thankfully gets kind of screened at the front, mm-hmm. uh, folks. Some of the body modification stuff, people that want forked tongues or. People, like chronic, that, chronic guys, guess, crazier stuff. Well, okay, <laughs> some, some would say, yeah. well, guys, guys that want to look like uh, a Ken uh, or yeah. something like that, that, that really you have to kind of say, okay, we're well, really, what are we going for here? And, and the kind of the whys behind it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I, thankfully I, I don't get a lot of, you know, banana uh, stuff. Some other guys uh, do. And a lot of it thankfully kind of gets uh, screened at the front, but, but if uh, through and you get, or you have a gal uh, or guy uh, and they look great, but they want to go ahead and change it for their particular aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And so again, they may have, again, you know, full C, small D, you know, breast. And they went, oh, right. hey, doc, I want to be as big as I possibly can. And so that's an aesthetic choice. And we talk about that. It's like, look, you're normal. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you're in great shape. I mean, there is a place for that, but it depends on the doctor's probably comfort right. zone too. Well, there's that it, it, it one. And then there's what you can do physically, right? So some folks will say, Hey doc, I want to be XCCs like, but they may be a tiny little gal. Like, okay, I can't get you from X to, to Z because your body habitus isn't going to allow me to do that. And that's judgment. Uh, and then that's, that that part I think is the important part. Yeah, and we talked about too um, along the same lines about the uh, butt implants, which is a, been a subject that comes up a lot. Sure, and um, and that's something that you don't. I know you don't really feel comfortable doing. Yeah, so so the whole thing, and it's interesting is what what is beauty, right? And yeah. so we we mankind uh, wax politically, uh, <laughs> poetically, we've uh, been talking about this for eons, right? And so there's a few guys that have tried to measure it out and run it through computers and blah, blah, blah. And there's yeah, there's, certain, there's a, I guess there's a mathematical formula of what's considered. Right. So, so yeah, what is beauty, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it changes. Uh, there's some stuff that is clearly beautiful from the ancient Greeks and Romans, and we know this from sculpture and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, so yeah, there's certain ratios. Okay, fine. And all my artists out there will go ahead and say, oh, no, the ratio is X, Y, and Z, right? So, which is, which is all true. Uh, but there's also variations, especially race, ethnicity, mm-hmm. you know, tall girl, short girl, yeah. you know, et cetera, shape of face. And then there are trends, meaning that, for example, in Brazil, classic example is Brazilians, again, back in the you know, 80s, they liked gals with a little bit more behind, but thin, uh, and then not a lot of breasts. Okay, fine. Until a Playboy showed up down there, and Baywatch uh, uh, showed right. up, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Pamela, Pamela Anderson changed Pamela Anderson, a lot of lives. They, 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 uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, because then, and we know this because all of a sudden the sales of implants went bananas okay, uh. in uh, Brazil. And so they're, they're doing all of these extra, uh, so you know that by statistics. Um, and so, and again, when I started practice 20 years ago, everybody wanted to be a size zero. I had girls coming in that were size twos and threes, they wanted liposuction. Uh, to look like uh, Nicole Ritchie, right? Well, sure. like Paris Hilton, yep. uh, who are beautiful girls, yeah. okay, but that's their body habitus, right? right. Uh, and like, and uh, kind okay. of, I wouldn't say aberrations, but it's just not really the typical. Well, not for everybody. It's not the average American. Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right, hundred percent. Right. And then, so then came the Kardashians, right? And that flipped everything on its head mm-hmm. because these girls are curvy, which is great. Okay, yeah. so guess what? Skinny girls are great. 
thick girls are great. Curvy girls are great. Yeah, right? that's whatever really makes you happy. Exactly. Right? Well, it's what, you know, you can't be genetics, okay? And yes, we mm -hmm. can modify it a little bit, et cetera, et cetera. And after childbirth or menopause or whatever, we can we can do some stuff. Okay? Sure. So, but yeah, to get Kim Kardashian to go ahead and, and look like, you know, Paris Hilton, not going to work. So having said that, is so all of a sudden everybody kind of wanted butts, right? So, and how do you get that is, is either through uh, squats or is uh, butt implants. And again, the implants in Brazil, different than the implants here in the United States. Uh, there's also uh, fat transfer, transfer from one to another. There's yeah. also Sculptra, uh, which you can inject. So there's a few methodologies to do that. What happened is the trend got ahead of uh, science in as much as these folks were, and every major city has had a death secondary to butt injections, would go to some no-tell motel and get injected right, some with back alley. who knows what. Right. Um, and um, uh, from fix-a-flats to uh, who knows what in the butt to have a shapelier bottom. Um, and that's that's an issue. Also, anatomically, you have to be uh, careful mm -hmm. uh, because there's a plexus of uh, arteries and veins and stuff. Yeah, you blood supply it. issues, right? Well, blood supply issues and where you're putting the fat through that little um, little quadrangle um, that can go ahead and, and then send fat where you don't want it. Mm -hmm. uh, infection is a problem. Sitting on is a problem. So, yeah, so that's a bit problematic. Of all the things that we do in um, Aesthetic surgery, that's the one that seems to have the most morbidity, most problems with it. So we, you know, we kind of address that. And then oftentimes in my practice is um, we'll go ahead and aggressively liposuction out the flanks. And folks have come in and their husbands say, he put something in the butt, didn't he? And they're like, no, he, you know, and I'm like, no, I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, and, but again, it's contrast. It's a bit so of if a visual. hundred percent. So if you go ahead and you shape that down, the butt looks a little bit, you know, uh, more protuberant. And so you can go ahead and do that without necessarily putting that. And now some guys do it. They do it all the time. They get good results. They're safe. It, it just depends on kind of how aggressive you want to get mm -hmm. and how your um, office and world is really kind of set up for all of that. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, because um, it's become more and more popular, the whole TV show doctor thing, mm -hmm. especially sure. with plastic surgeon recently. Sure. There's botched and some of the 90210, the new new version of that, which, you know, some of those folks. Sure. Um, what's your feeling on that? Like how they disseminate information, how that's a, that's a the great, general, the general, that's a great know. question is, is, and I was brought up and I'm dating myself now, I guess when I'm saying this mm -hmm. with, with your Dr. Kildare's, right. Marcus Welby. Uh, Marcus Welby <laughs> and MASH yeah. and, uh, uh, and some of the, half the people just went, well, who, you know, you go Google it. Yeah. Uh, so Richard Chamberlain, right. So anyway, <laughs> So, uh, and then it came seen elsewhere and then scrubs. And then, so there's always been that fascination with, um, with medicine. Okay. And that Grey's Anatomy, of course. Um, general hospital, general hospital. Right. So there's, yeah. Right. So there's always been that fascination because that's where drama happens, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's yeah, life, sure. it's life and death yep. it's surgery. It's so, a so it's a place where the drama lives. So having said that in medicine, there's always been that, that sort of drama and people, it's a bit mysterious, right? Cause we wear special clothing and then we go behind a curtain yep. and, words then we a words, don't, don't and we use yeah, the special incantations, right? right. When from Greek and Latin. And then we use potions, you know, the medicines. And stuff. <laughs> so there's, yeah. And what I try to do is dispel that is uh, in as much as possible. I try to take the scary and the mystery out. Right. Sure. So I think if those folks are, um, providing a educational service and not just being a 60 minute commercial. Okay. For themselves. Uh, or I, I think that's important. I think to, uh, to your thing botched, I think that, you know, they're both good surgeons. Uh, I, I like the fact that they're showing that things don't always go well. Right. I like the fact that they say, Hey, this is a nine month follow-up. 
Okay, dot, dot, dot. Uh, I like the fact that they turn down people uh, from doing things. So, and that's much more reality. Yeah, than, because that's something you do. You don't. You don't take all patients. You're, you're no. very. You're particular about who you. Yeah, accept. and and uh, I, I thankfully am at a point in my life, I guess, that uh, I don't have to do every case. Right. So thank God. Right. Yeah. And and so so typically, yeah, I, I don't operate on people who aren't nice, uh, which is which is fabulous. Uh, yeah. For me. So uh, avoid a lot of headaches because well, there's that, <laughs> and, and, and it's and it's those folks that tend to to, to be you know, t- together and responsible and do the perioperative care and listen, and they tend to get, you know, better, uh, better results, sure. et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that all is important. But to answer your question, yeah, there's some really, I mean, Dr. Pimple Popper of all things went ahead <laughs> and, and, and did this on social media and then she got her own show. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, she's great. I mean, so you can tell does, she has a passion for what she does. She does a good job. I think Sheila Nazarian does a good job. I think the, the all female cast now, on 90210, uh, Susan Court, uh, and those gals, uh, do a, a good job, right. um, cash as well. And the other part of that, from the female perspective, it's great to see really very super competent, smart, oh, intelligent women. Hundred percent in the in the industry too, right? A hundred percent. I applaud uh, the the nurses, of course, uh, the doctors, and especially the surgeons, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, because they had to go through harder stuff than I had to go through. So sure. now things are a little bit better now. Dot dot dot. But having said that, no, it it, it they had a harder road. And those folks that you see there, uh, and many of them are my friends, are very competent, yeah. very confident. They're, they're at the top of confident, the profession. Right? And they get, by the way, they're good surgeons, yeah. uh, and they get good results, and um, they, they take care of their patients well. Yeah. So I'm glad that at least Hollywood has selected out some good folks to be uh, examples of, uh, of that uh, yeah. so, uh, so far. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I think it does the information aspect. You know, it's funny because when you live in Las Vegas, New York, L.A., you have access to doctors like that. But if you live in Iowa or you live in Nebraska, maybe you're not, it's hard to actually. Maybe a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's nice for them to get, you know, and obviously those are some of the top people as, as you are. It's nice to hear from those doctors and see how they do things. Sure. So then when you go and visit a local doctor, you kind of have a little bit of a benchmark. Sure. Right? And, I, yeah, and again, I know these, uh, these, uh, these folks and they, they turn down, you know, patients or they actually talk to their patients and, uh, uh, and perioperative care is important to them as well. So it's, so as I watch some of these shows is, and there's the educational aspect. Oh, that's good information. And then two, I look past the veneer. Oh, what a beautiful office, dot, dot, dot. But hey, what technique are they actually using? Yeah. What, what, what are they actually saying to the patient? And for me, that's kind of why I, wa- I watch the shows. And, 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 and so I, I find that fascinating. And then house was always interesting, but I was annoying uh, <laughs> to watch with that because they would say the thing. I'm like, oh, schistosomiasis. And my wife would be like, really? You know, I'm like, I went to medical school. What? Yeah. So, did you find, do you, when you watch medical shows, I mean, obviously not the reality shows, but the other shows like House, do you find that generally they're pretty accurate with the medical terminology? And they obviously so, have advisors. But. Yeah, they have advisors. And they, they do a pretty, I mean, sometimes you shake your head. You know, it's like, you know, you're like, like what? That would never happen. Yeah, yeah, never, yeah, House could never work. You know, yeah. in a million, I mean, you'd be at HR every three seconds. And yeah, there's no chance, you know. So now again, back in the day, things were different when I was coming through. Yes, you know, you, you know, they could hit you in the uh, OR, yell and scream, be right. you and all that yeah, stuff. A lot, a lot of characters. So yeah, so oh, well, oh, yeah, especially in Philly, there was plenty of yeah. plenty of And I was very lucky. The guys that and the gals that trained me actually wanted to be there and they wanted to teach residents and everything. So I, I was very, I got very lucky. Yeah. Because um, not everybody, I mean, even though you might be a, a professor, not everybody necessarily likes teaching, right? Right. So yeah. So no, no. <laughs> but thank, thankfully where I was and everything else like that, I, I, I was very fortunate, which then leads me to, okay, well, when you're done 
finally, when you're done with all of that uh, and you're confronted by a patient of, okay, well, what are we going to do? And this is something out of the ordinary weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. You go back to your, your training and you're like, okay, so what would uh, Dr. Mathis do? What would Dr. Hoffman do? What would Dr. You know, uh, Rosen, uh, Rosenfield do? Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Right. And, and so, and if you have, some of the top guys in the world, and right? if you have enough time, you get to email them with pictures and go, Hey, Lauren, I have this interesting case. This is what I'm thinking of doing. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then he can get back to him like, well, yeah, that's what I used to do, but here's what works better. Yeah. And I found thankfully in, in my world, at least a, a lot of collegiality mm-hmm. and folks that are brutally honest and will, yeah. I mean, it's, but you, you need that, right? Al Ambrose yeah. will tell you, Hey, I screwed this up 10 different times, different ways, mm-hmm. but now I, I think I have this down to get good, consistent results. That's really a, uh, really priceless. And again, when I go to a medical meetings and, and hopefully someday soon, we'll actually get back to medical meetings. Sure. Where we can yeah. fly in and see each other. <laughs> um, but my favorite part of that was lunch yeah. uh, it, because you'd be at a table with, you know, five, six other guys and gals. Mm-hmm. And one guy would be from Brazil, one guy would be from New York, one guy would be somewhere else. And they all had different points of view. And, oh, I, right. I saw this lecture. It stinks. This is why, but, 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 and this, this is, what, this is what I'm doing. Right. Right. Now. And so all the, all of the, you know, puffery or whatever goes away and you get down to, Hey, this is what works for me. Uh, you might try this at home to best serve your patient. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was always, that was always kind of cool. Yeah. Did you, um, when you did your residency, I know it was in, in Philly. Was that, was that? So all, that was general surgery. Oh, so general. That was, okay. that was That's seven, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. So seven years general surgery in Philly, two years at UCSF in San Francisco. That was plastics. Okay. Uh, and then a year of microsurgery, enhanced surgery at USC, LA County in LA. So yeah. So my dad was like, when are you done? I'm like, oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so, that's funny. But for me, yeah, a residency, it, it was great because yeah. you really hadn't really one thing to concentrate on, which was taking care of your patients, uh, being a good team member, uh, getting better. And uh, and reading literature and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so and doing really the I mean general surgery and also I mean I know you did emergency room stuff. That, that it must give you it's just a little extra confidence when you're doing plastic surgery because you have the trauma experience, you have sure that experience of something goes wrong, right? Sure, yeah. and and it's some things that are right ingrained with you. For example, as you saw uh, the other day, because you it came with me to the operating room and we filmed some stuff in the mm-hmm. OR. Uh, most often an awesome team, by the way, everybody was very nice. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, no, we, it was, everything went really well, uh, that day, but you'll notice that, you know, when the patient comes in, I'll talk to the patient and I'll stand next to it because that's the way I was taught in general surgery. If somebody's manipulating the airway, um, that you should probably be there, you know, just in case, uh, not that, you know, in my entire career, anything would ever happen. Thank God. Um, but, but you never, there's physiology you, you don't you know ne- about, right. and, but, you, and, yeah. but you never know. And then, um, uh, sometimes things go awry in the, uh, in the operating room and you get called upon your vascular surgery skills. Like, okay, proximal distance control. How am I going to do this? Okay, fine. Bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and that's why the program's so darn long so that you see things multiple times. So, you know, kind of how to, how to uh, triage. How to fix it. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I really liked was awesome. I thought was you have a, um, um, a multiracial, it's very inclusive. Right. Um, I mean, those guys probably had quite a road. Oh, a hundred percent. You know? So yeah. And I, again, was very fortunate training in Philly and uh, San Francisco, working with everybody. Las Vegas, yeah. you work with everybody. And that's one nice thing about medicine, which I really love is nobody cares who your dad is. Yeah. They don't care what your skin color is. It's don't like you gotta care. be just deliver. So right. yeah. It, yeah. It worked. You know, show up and work. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't don't care where you came from. Don't care what boat you came over. Don't care the color of skin. 
okay, so what's the potassium look like? Right. Right. So all the other crap goes out the window, yeah. uh, which is great. So every, again, everybody's focused on the patient, et cetera, et cetera. Now, yeah. later, if you want to go down to, you know, Cedars, uh, Cedars of Lebanon for food and you bring my friend Lila Maribi um, with, uh, with her and, you know, she speaks that language yeah. and all the stuff comes out, that's awesome. Yeah, right, okay? yeah. <laughs> so you want to go to Char- you want to go to Chinatown with my other buddy, Harchi Lu, right. and he's doing the ordering and that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, so that part is it's the fun part yeah, afterwards. Neat. Um, neat. But when it comes to taking care of actual patients, the mm. cutting and sewing, the management, yeah, thankfully, a race, religion, all that goes out the window yeah. because the focus is. And there's some amazing on the doctors patient. around the world, of so, course. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. They, yeah. They, and especially the guys that are doing a lot of something with nothing, the guys yep. uh, that are. South America, they're doing the the cleft palates and they're doing all that. South America, Africa, doing cleft palate surgery, hand surgery, Mm -hmm. surgery, reconstructive surgery. And there's, you know, medical missions and all that kind of stuff that do that. And you go and you try to train these guys and gals to go ahead and to be able to to emulate stuff. Those folks are, especially the folks that are doing a lot of stuff with nothing. My heart is absolutely, uh, my hat is absolutely off to them. And they have the, the, the biggest hearts uh, ever, because yeah. you go ahead and you listen to the lectures and this and the, and the photos, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, and you so, see like the mercy ships and that. What oh, those? What oh, those? Okay. I mean, because I think we we talked about that the other day actually with with um, uh, the patient's uh, breast reduction because it was a, a big issue for her. And I said, you you really changed her life, and you were kind of really modest about it. But it's true, like those things that where people have have dealt with that for years. You know, whether it's aesthetic or whether they're having back pain or whatever it is. Um, it's life changing for them, right? Yeah. So you yeah. should, and that's the thing is, 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 and as a resident, uh, you know, you're grinding through, you're working 120 hours a week, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're checking all the labs, you're, you're checking all, uh, how much is coming out of that drain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Uh, uh, but you try not to forget that all these folks are, you know, are people as well. Yeah. Uh, and their emotions are and wrapped up somebody's in mom them. and everything else. And, and especially when you're talking about things like, you know, like cancer or something like that. Is yeah, that may be one of seventy patients you're seeing that day, but that's going to be the biggest conversation that this family has had ever, yep. and, and you can't really take that lightly. And that's where the art meets the science of medicine to see the other person and, and, and walk in their shoes, being the able to connect. Well, and the right. empathy, and yep. and they actually look try best they can to look for that in medical school admissions as well, not mm-hmm. just somebody who can you know, juggle test tubes and uh, to, or I just want to make money and, uh, yeah, well, whatever, no, if you're, whatever if you're, the case is. Well, yeah, no, if you're, if you're trying to make money in medicine, get out. We had that conversation yeah, seriously, now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, kids at home, <laughs> if, you, if you're thinking of making medicine, medicine, get out. It's great. Go make a ton of money, you know, and be an entrepreneur, go ahead and build rocket ships. And so yeah, absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you want to, it's a calling, if you want to actually, I believe it's a calling. Right. Um, if you, if you want to serve, if you want to make a difference, if you, if you want to do that, then I, then medicine is a really good place for that. If you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to make, you know, buku bucks. It ain't there. One, it ain't there anymore. And you can do much better financially with a lot less effort yeah, um, a lot and being less, less student loans, and so. being exposed <laughs> to, to to stuff, and have vomit in your shoes, uh, uh, go in that different pathway. So, right. so yeah, so but yeah, it's good. You know, it's good because we we, we had that conversation before about um, people always assume, oh, you're a plastic surgeon in Vegas, oh, you must be rich, and it's like, well, it's not that simple at all, is it? Because <laughs> it's years and years of school. It's fine. Yeah, and there's you know. there's that, and there's a lot yeah. of competition. And, and I'm thankful. I, I I wake up every morning grateful. Yeah. Uh, in as much as oh, look at that one, I get an extra day. Yeah. 
And you get to do what you love. And then, to, and I get to do, and I have a, you know, I, I have a roof, and I have gas in the car that runs, and right. I have food in the fridge. Nice family. And, and, and yeah, and and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm really blessed. And I, every day I'm like, oh, and so now I put my hard hat on, my lunchbox, and I go to work, yeah. and I love what I do. Right. And and so I I I, I think like I won. The, yeah. the whole, the, yeah. the whole. I'm the same way. I, I kind of, you know, you mentioned like sort of like being a plumber or being the guy fixing yeah. the roof. I was like, I, I've always viewed that too. Like I, I'm hired to come in and do a job, but if it's a musician or if it's whatever it's hosting or whatever it is, and um, you just want to do something that first of all, that you love and you have a passion for, and you can always tell when people do have that. Oh, the guys and know. gals that, that love it, they're the ones that are always the meetings and they're the ones yep. that are writing papers and, and reading papers. They're the first, they're the first ones, ones there, last ones to leave. Right. And, and so they're like, I really, hey, let's do this. And boy, this is something different and blah, 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 blah. And let's do X, Y, and Z. And it's that enthusiasm that I think makes the, uh, the extra effort and those guys and gals get better. So if you love right. what you do, right, it's not really work. This is, hey, this is what I, this is what I do. And hey, there's something new. Hey, tell me about that. Yeah. Um, and again, Gil Gradinger, who was a, uh, lots of wisdom and he was a professor of mine said, you know, Jeffrey, if, uh, you get bored in plastic surgery, you're not reading enough Yeah, because yep. these folks are always pushing the envelope and it's always changing and morphing, it's always yeah. changing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, even in the small, in relatively small time, 20, 30 years, oh, I've been a doctor is, is things have changed a ton, mm-hmm. uh, both medicine wise and as well as kind of the, the geopolitical financial, whatever a portion of medicine as well. Right. So, yeah. and, and that's, and nothing is as consistent as change. So that's going to go ahead and change, but you have to go back to your basic principles and the bottom, bottom line. And I was just talking to a medical student about this a couple of days ago is what's best for the patient. Yep. So, you know, you can have all kinds of bells and whistles and everything else like that is, is okay. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, yeah. is that, is that the best for the patient? Okay. Right. Well then that's what we'll do. Yeah. So, and that's, that has to be, in my opinion, the, you know, the guidepost. And that's really what builds a successful business or a successful practice is when people know that you care about what you're doing. Well, yeah. Passion and not, and it. it's not just about the money. It's about like, yeah, and it's attentive, where, it's right? attentiveness and it's, uh, uh, and all of that. Yeah. How, how can people find you, uh, online and, and ask, I know we have a lot of people ask us questions. What's the best way for them to reach you? Sure. So, so uh, we're easy to find. Uh, we're on the World Wide web, um, uh, which I guess is getting really popular now. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all the kids are doing. All the kids. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. which is <laughs> www.jjrothmd, uh, com, And that's uh, kind of our cornerstone. And so we have lots of information uh, on there. And so you can get, if you have further questions, there's a contact thing. You can get a hold of us. Also our uh, social media. Um, we have uh, Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. You can get at us through there and we still answer the phone. Uh, with like a human being. Uh, and so a lot of if, very nice human beings. If, uh, yeah. Very, very, yes. I'm, I'm blessed with the staff that you I are. Have. Awesome staff. And so, uh, yeah, we answer the phone. So, uh, if you have a question by all means, uh, give us a call and, uh, and we, it will give you the best answer that we know how. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and all that, all that, all that stuff. So, um, and definitely please, uh, feel free to ask us questions there. I, I'm the, actually either one of us are, are the ones that are reading those. And we, uh, we definitely um, address those as we do more episodes. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, if we, we love questions. And so if you have any questions, and, and I answer hundreds of questions a day. And for me, it's fun. We get to talk about something I love. So by all means, if you have a question, by all means, go ahead and uh, get, get at us and, and uh, should be able to address that for you. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where you are in the world either because now we're actually global. We're getting, I think we're getting downloads in 40 countries. That's spectacular. Yeah, that's so, exciting. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. So, yeah, so... Uh, again, um, uh, if you can uh, hear us, you can probably get back at us uh, through 
uh, whatever means you have. But by all means, if you have a question, please do ask. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, please uh, check out all of our episodes online. We're on all the major podcast out outlets, um, including um, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all, all the usual ones. And uh, we really appreciate your support. Absolutely fantastic. And thank you to Sure Microphones uh, that are helping me actually sound decent. And that's like a big deal. So uh, <laughs> not easy to do, I tell you. Yes, I know. Yeah. But, uh, and also our, our nice um, engineer, Alex, he's sitting here helping us out. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Oh, go yeah. Alex. Absolutely. Live, live from uh, uh, Mark Chinook's uh, The Space here in Las Vegas. I was just going to say, let's, so. let's get all, we should just get all those out there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. I, I, I got it. Exactly. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, please have an awesome day. And we look forward to, to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. For further information, please visit the podcast website link for Dr. Jeffrey Roth. See you next time.